We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hart misses another ball, batted loose. Hart picks it up. The game's over. The Knicks win. What a wild, wild ending. Monty Williams coming out, pointing to the spot where he felt Thompson was fouled. And the Knicks survive and avoid what would have been a crushing loss. Oh, no style points here. No style points here. But you know what? They don't have a column in the NBA standings uh, at any point in the season for uh, for style points. They have wins and they have losses. And um, that is that. And the Knicks, by the absolute skin of their teeth, by the skin of Josh, Josh Hart's teeth, um, escape. No other way to say it. Escape with a win that you know, say a win they didn't deserve, that they deserve the win, they not deserve. I don't even know what that means. Um, but I do know a few things. I just saw a retweet of uh, Mike Curtis, who I guess covers the Pistons. Monty Williams uh, on the no. We'll get into what happened at the end of the game in a second. Monty Williams on the no call late in the game, the absolute worst call of the season. And I'm I'm going to use that as my entryway into this post game because I am guessing, I am guessing that Monty Williams did not see the Rockets game from before the break. And so aside from the normal stuff about in a 82 game season where you are missing your entire starting front line and you are relying on a six foot tall point guard to generate essentially all of your offense or as big a share of your offense as any team is getting from any one player in the league. And it's been that way for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Uh, you do not feel bad about any win against any opponent. Um, and we'll get to the Pistons part of it because this was not, look, the record is what the record is. This was not a team that we, the, the team they played tonight was not an eight and whatever the hell they are, uh, eight and 48 team. Um, you know, and I, I I get that that falls a little flat because it's like eight and forty eight is eight and forty eight. I think the Pistons played really well tonight, and that that was going to be my lead in to this game, this post game, regardless of whether the Knicks won or lost. I thought the Pistons were awesome. Um, we'll get to Quentin Grimes in a moment, um, and we'll certainly get to Kate Cunningham. But like, that is a team that, and I and I said it on the Substack thread that I posted earlier today. I'm like, yes, the record is what the record is. They've been the laughing stock of the league for most of the year. Over the last 13 games, there have been the, the Pistons are like 20th or 21st in net rating, which means that there are eight or nine other NBA teams that have performed worse than them um, for more than a month. So, like, oh, you know, what's that worth? I don't know. Tonight, I thought it was worth something. This is a team that came out and played with confidence. They played trying to win, and I thought they executed pretty damn well. Um, given their limitations and thankfully for those limitations, I think it helped the Knicks escape with a victory, but I'm sidetracked here because the point that I wanted to make and get back to is that even for as much, all those reasons why you should never feel bad about any win in an NBA season, especially when the Knicks are trying to do what they're trying to do and, and maintain their spot in the standings here after the game that got robbed from them in Houston, um, 
a couple days before the All-Star break, the last thing I'm about to do is sit here and feel bad about eking one out, potentially aided by a no call. And just to recap what was in absolutely insane final couple of moments. So we'll we'll actually I'm gonna take it back to the the Knicks penultimate possession, which is um when they were up by one, they needed a basket to secure the victory essentially. Um they ended up getting a Josh Hart uh fourteen footer a, a pull up that missed. It was a you know it was a bit of a quick shot. It wasn't the maybe wasn't the the not actually sorry it wasn't a quick shot, but it wasn't maybe the best look. But the clock was running out, so whatever. It wasn't the best possession, I guess. And part of the reason I think it wasn't the best possession is because Jalen Brunson, at least from deep, I think had started to tire. And we'll get back to the Brunson of it all in a bit. But so Hart misses that shot, and then Quentin Grimes made as good a finish at the rim had as good a finish at the rim as I think I've ever seen him make. And obviously I've, I've watched all of his NBA games with the exception of the couple he's played with, with Detroit, which I have not watched. Um, Outstanding finish to put the Pistons up one. And then again, showing that he was a little bit tired. Jalen Brunson just, I I think he kind of ran out of gas in terms of using all of his trickery and moves. And like, again, give the Pistons credit. They threw size on him all night long whether it was Cade or uh, whether it was uh, Thompson or if it wasn't size, it was Quentin Grimes. And we know the issues that Quentin Grimes could cause on the ball. And Brunson had to work so hard for his 35 points over 40 minutes that, again, finally ran out a little bit of gas at the end, missed the three, and then there was that absolutely crazy sequence. And I, I'm guessing the, the, the call that Monty is going to spotlight and that I would imagine, and I have not seen a replay of it, full disclosure, is when Fontecchio got the ball after the, or excuse me, Grimes got the ball, uh, gave it to Fontecchio, and then Fontecchio lost the ball. Josh Hart stole it. There was a, con- a lot of contact there, it seemed like. Um, and then after <laughs> Steven Chenzo gets it back, he throws it away, and then re-steals, or excuse, they actually credited that last steal to Brunson um, on Asar Thompson. Maybe the, maybe that's where the foul was. So really two opportunities to, to potentially blow the whistle. The refs did not blow the whistle on either play. Brunson finds Hart on a great pass, and Josh Hart makes an absolutely outstanding, outstanding finish at the rim in what will probably, I think is actually not probably, is his defining game of the season. Um, and he needed one. He needed one. Um, and then there we had some fun at the free throw line in the final couple of seconds. But uh, ultimately, you know, it was it was enough to secure the victory. It ended up being a two point victory. Again, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to feel bad about it, especially because of what happened in Houston. But I'm I'm really just not going to feel bad about it because you don't feel bad about wins in the NBA. You just don't. And the Knicks needed this one, man. Did they ever need it? Because I think what you saw tonight or what not what you saw tonight, because we've been seeing it for the better part of a month now since Randall and OG Ananobi went out is like this team is really they are they are scrapping and clawing and I'm not going to sit here and, and make them out to be like the w- one superstar and then the little sisters of the poor, because that's not what this is like DiVincenzo has elevated his offensive game this season. He is a serious piece to be reckoned with. Um, they did get the guys from Detroit, who Burks obviously had a game you could forget tonight. I thought Bogey made some big shots. Bo- Bogey also had um, some miscues, just put it politely. On the defensive end, I thought it was a, it was a okay. It was a good game by Bogey. One of the shots he hit in the fourth quarter was positively massive. So I, I thought Bogey was fine. Burks was not. Burks was bad. Um, but like. And then, you know, you, you throw Josh Hart somewhere in there. Josh Hart, who everybody loves to shit on and drag his name through the mud because of all the things that he doesn't do or he can't do or he doesn't do consistently enough. Like, you need Josh Hart if you're going to win games. If you're the Knicks right now, you need Josh Hart to come up big, not only 
in the way that we know him to come up big since he's gotten here and doing all of the little Josh Hart things and some of the big Josh Hart things. Um, but you need him to be a little bit more of an offensive force than he's probably, you know, accustomed to being and that he'd like to be. And tonight he delivered and they don't, needless to say, they don't win the game without his contributions and forget the last basket. I mean, Josh Hart took 17 shots tonight. Like, hasn't been many games, you know, since he's been with a with a Nick with the Knicks, where he's taken seventeen um, shots on the field, made eight of them, um, and most importantly, three of five from deep to go with six assists and eight rebounds. Again, defining game of his season, and it was already shaping up to be the defining game of his season before we even get to the um, the last basket. So, fantastic game from Josh Hart. They are going to continue to need him to. To, to win games before they get their guys back. And obviously, like I'm sitting here saying it before they get their guys back, we've been talking about it for weeks. We don't know when that's going to be, which is what makes it tough to forecast anything. But it for that, again, to, to further emphasize the point that I'm not beating like a dead horse, it is why you had to get this game tonight. You had to get it with the uncertainty of when these guys are coming back because the rest of the East is not going anywhere. To say nothing about Cleveland and Milwaukee, who are going to try to run away with those, those the second and the third seed, this isn't even fully about that. This is about keeping your head above water. You got eight games left now before this West Coast road trip. All of those games will come against teams that are are real teams. You know, um, can they can they keep eking them out? Can they can they stay at 500? Because that's what they are now since the OG and Julius injuries. They are 500. They are six and six. They have done what they needed to do. They needed to stay about that to, to with those after those injuries. Can they stay there? Um, they're going to need more stuff uh, from Josh Hart, like you saw tonight. They're going to need more stuff, like you saw tonight, from Dante DiVincenzo, five of ten from three. It's that's why. And I'm going to actually divert course for one second. I'm going to do my Pistons thing here because, like, we're talking about. Like was it was it Jalen Brunson's best game? No, because Jalen Brunson's a, a all NBA probably second team caliber player this season. So like to say this wasn't one of Jalen Brunson's best games, it's not a, a slight. It's actually insane that we could sit here and be like, oh, 35 points and 12 assists on eleven to twenty-six shooting uh in 40 minutes. Not one of his best games, but it's true because it's not. Like he didn't have it as much, but and yet, when you go back and look at it, you're like, man, considering all the, the heavy lifting he did, maybe this was one of his best games of the season. Because especially for stretches of that game, he was their offense. So you got a nice game from Brunson. You got the game of the year from Hart. I mentioned DiVincenzo, 5 of 10 from deep, 8 of 13 overall. was perfect inside the arc. 21 points on 13 shots. Can't ask for more from DiVincenzo. I thought Hardenstein played a really good game. The Hart basket will, will obviously go down as the play of the game. The Isaiah Hardenstein block on the Pistons possession that came before the Grimes finish. What can you say? Absolutely outstanding. So, so Hardenstein played a good game. Um, and McBride, you know, gave them perfectly fine minutes, made a shot. Sims, I thought, played really well. You know, Bogey was at his best. No, but you're like, look up. You're like, All right, 5'11 from the field, 13 points. Like, he wasn't bad. The only guys who you really could kind of look at and be like, yeah, they didn't have it tonight. I thought Precious came on late with some big plays late, was easily his worst game in weeks. And then Burks, uh, who has frankly just not been not been great uh, or not been good since since he got here. But like you had all of these guys on the Knicks playing well, playing good games. I thought they tried hard. I thought the defensive intensity and effort and execution for the most part was really on point. And yet this was a game late, and you have to tip your cap to Detroit for that. Um, it's not very often. Uh, XJ read the stat. Shout out to XJ and Benji who did our watch along. Um, that there were before tonight six games in the NBA this season in which a player was perfect from the field in a half in which they scored twenty points. Kate Cunningham was the seventh. He was unreal in the first half, and that's the reason why. It was a four-point game at the half as opposed to probably like a 14-point game at the half. So like you, if Kate has even just a decent game or a pretty good game or even a very good game, like a normal very good game, 
you're sitting there and you're definitely up by double digits at the half. Instead, it was a four-point game. And then down the stretch, tip your cap, man. Quentin Grimes, you know, got the short end of the stick in some ways here for a few reasons. I think the book has not been fully revealed, written. I don't don't know what you want to say on why things went south, Um, but things definitely went south and there was friction, you know, from maybe the end of last season's playoffs until, until this year. And like, I think he saw the writing on the wall and I think that kind of factored into the fact that he was playing in his own head a little bit for a lot of this year because he wasn't he did not take the step forward that many anticipated but there's a third year player from the first game of this year and for much of his time here in the Knicks asked to occupy a such a difficult role which is like you're not gonna get a chance to dribble around and like get in get into a rhythm really get get like get a good feel for the games that you're in because we have other guys to do that. And we want the guys who are better than you to do those things. And so what are you going to do? You're going to wait for your opportunity. And when you get the opportunity, you're going to shoot it and you better make it. And if you're not going to shoot it, well, you better be effective on attacking closeouts, finishing at the rim, making the right pass, like all these things. That's a hard role. And did he always succeed in that role? No. This year, again, you could argue he, he, he kind of veered off where his progression seemed to be heading. But it was not for lack of work. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Nobody, while he was with the Knicks, or very few players, almost nobody, worked as hard as Quentin Grimes. So for Quentin Grimes to come back tonight to the Garden and to have that moment in the fourth quarter where he scored 14, think about that, 14 fourth quarter points for Quentin Grimes. Man, absolutely outstanding stuff from the kid. Um I think he's going to have a really nice NBA career. I don't know what the ceiling is. I, I, I'm not. I'm despite this. I'm still not broken up about the fact that the Knicks traded him. I, I, I don't think it's going to be something that they'll they'll regret in any significant way. But he's a that is he is a good NBA player, and it was just a really good moment for for him. So give the Pistons credit, um, but give the Knicks a little bit more credit because the Knicks won this game. As only the Knicks can. They they fought and scrapped and clawed and did all of the things that Thibodeau teams seem to do. And they did it just well enough to eke out a victory. Um, trying to think if there's any numbers that I want to um, spotlight before we get to um, the rest of the show. Pistons finished tonight shooting 47% from three. Again, tip your cap. Um, tip your tip your cat to the Knicks, 15 offensive rebounds, some good stuff there. And I'll give one more tip of the cap to the Knicks. How about this? And it this did not have the feel of a great passing game. The Knicks had 31 assists on 41 made field goals. I will maybe Andrew can check the assist rate on uh, basketball reference on the advanced stats uh version of the game log. I don't know that the Knicks have had a an assist rate as high as they they did tonight. That is outstanding stuff. And I did think, despite the fact that they needed to go one-on-one with Brunson on a lot of possessions, I thought they moved the ball really well. I thought the ball was flying around. 31 assists, 14 turnovers you don't love. You, you, you're more okay with it because of the 14 assists. And then there's probably, this is the stat that won them the game. They turn the Pistons. This is the one thing you could do to the Pistons. It's the one thing that continues to probably lead to losses for them. 17 Piston turnovers led to 30 Nick points. Um, so um, really, really, really good stuff there. Um, that is all I got as GMAC is telling me to hold, please. I don't know if that means he's not ready to go to the next thing or if he's just looking up the stat. Um, looking up the stat. Um, I'm totally looking up the stat. That's all. I... The the one downside tonight, other than the fact that they needed to get to the final seconds to beat the, the Pistons team, which was obviously not ideal, is um, this is obviously the first game of a back-to-back. So you're heading into um, the Pelicans game tomorrow, which granted is at home, so that helps, with 
Brunson having played 40, um, Josh Hart having played 42, and that's re- actually, you know what? That's really it. DiVincenzo, 32, that's fine. Nobody, you know, a Chu at 34, that's nothing for him. So really, it's just Brunson and Hart, and Hart, you feel like he's going to be able to, to, to be okay. Um, having played 42 tonight and and going going out and, and giving in a good effort tomorrow. It's really Brunson that's the concern because he, you know, he was you know, he was kind of gassed towards the end. So we'll see if he could summon yet another amazing performance as GMAC joins me up here on the stage to transition to the rest of the show. Did you get the stat? What was the assist rate? Uh, you're, you're muted unless I'm unless I Oh. Hold on. Oh no! I did something wrong. My mic was my headphones weren't plugged in. Oh, that's what happened. Okay, I thought I was. I said earlier that I'm trying to get the stat, and you didn't hear me at all. Uh, what was the Knicks assist rate tonight? You're asking if this was their highest assist rate of the season, right? Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Uh, okay. it's, uh, 31 divided by 41, uh, 75.6 percent. They haven't had a higher one. The highest they've had all season was the Pelicans game. Was the Blazers game? Excuse me. That they were. The game was over in the second in the second quarter. Yeah, they had a seventy percent uh, assist rate that night. It was one twelve to eighty four. It's actually only the second time this season that they've had an assist rate of seventy or better. They did, if you remember, back to the second game of the season when one Rowan Alexander Barrett Jr. Yeah. Uh, showed us a flash uh, and went Hawks game. yes the Hawks game uh, when they won one twenty six to one twenty. Uh, 69.8 was the... If, so if you want to round up, they've had at least a 70 twice this year. But like... So this is the first time they've been above 70 in a non-blowout. And uh, it's uh, in a game that was this tight. I says something. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. Excited to see uh, what people want to talk about tonight. I, I have to, I hope the vibes will be positive. I hope the vibes will be positive again. I know it's the Pistons. I know nobody wanted this to come down to having to make a shot at the end, but sometimes you, uh, you got to do what you got to do. <clears throat> Mythic Monty starts us off. They still don't have a backup point guard to run that unit. No, they don't. Um, they, they don't have a backup point guard to run that unit. And they're not going to get one because the trade deadline passed. So this is going to be about cobbling it together and hoping that the whole can be greater than the sum of the parts, at least in that specific respect of being able to look like a functional offense against, you know, playoff defenses. Um well, again, I'm, I, I, I've, if I had nickel already for every time I've said when they get healthy, but like assuming they get healthy, um, they should be able to do that. They should be able to do that because then you're not asking Burks to to do more than he's capable of doing. Because right now it's like you're seeing the bad, the bad stuff from Burks. Thanks, Mythic Month. Uh, as my daughter is down here, my older daughter is down here joining me because uh, the younger one wouldn't go to sleep. Uh, busy, what's going on, busy? Dante DiVincenzo with the back body drop for the win. <laughs> Hello. Um, Dante, Andrew, I hope my mic's okay. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo with the back body drop for the win. LOL. When WWE meets the NBA, yes. Um, 
I, I want to see the replay. I want to see the replay. It's um, haven't seen it. Was it egregious? I'll, I'll if it was egregious, it was egregious. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with it. I'm also again not gonna feel bad. Thanks, busy. Appreciate you, man. Hush, Sue. What's going on, Hush? I guess the refs gave us back that Houston call. LOL. Yeah. I, I mean, look, that's not how this thing. That's not how this works. Um, but in my mind, I'm gonna have a clear, clearer conscience tonight. W- keeping in mind that Houston game for sure. Not gonna argue. Thanks, Hush. Kevin, what's going on, Kevin? How you doing, buddy? Oh my God! Thank the Lord we survived. I'll say it. We got a great whistle all night. Um, I don't know about a great whistle all night. The Pistons had a pretty healthy free throw discrepancy at the half. I thought Brunson, there were two or three calls that he could have gotten and he didn't get. But when it mattered, when it mattered, it yes, they did. Uh, make up for Houston, though the call wasn't nearly as bad. Just survive right now, please. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. Um, I think... I think you it doesn't matter how you come across these wins. Like I heard I saw that like Zion and CJ McCollum are questionable for the Pel- the Pelicans game tomorrow night. You know, we'll see if they play. We'll see if it matters. Like the Pelicans have overcome losses of their players before. They've actually gotten quite good at doing that. But like if the Knicks get a win here at some point in the next couple of weeks because the other team is missing guys, like again, you don't feel bad. This is the you can feel bad, especially if you're the Knicks who after what has been a lot of years of really good injury luck finally bit the bullet. Thanks, Kev. Abdullah Diallo, what's going on, Abdullah? How are you? Tibbs face at the end there says, I'm too old for this shit, man. He ain't the only one. Um, this fucking team. Yeah, no, man. It, but, but he'll... I, I Again, I haven't heard I haven't listened to his press comments. I haven't seen any uh, quotes from his press conference. Um, but I would imagine the only thing he cares about is that they got the victory because that's all he ever cares about. It doesn't, he doesn't care how they get it. Um, but he, he knows how important wins are right now. And they are, they are vital because, and you know, I guess it's as well, no, I'll save the standings update. We'll do a standings update in a little bit. <clears throat> Alex, what's going on, Alex? Um, shout out to the Villanova Trio for carrying tonight. Hart was awesome all night. Tibbs, please listen to me and give starting Burks and start giving Burks minutes to Deuce. Well, look, they're not going to bench Alec Burks. Uh, Alec Burks is. Um, an imperfect player. He was brought here to be. I kind of look at like for me, assuming they ever get fully healthy. So the starting lineup we become accustomed to Josh Hart, six man backup center playing 20 minutes a night. And then you got bogey and then you got Burke. So like we're talking about a ninth man here to, to just keep it fully in perspective. Burks was brought here to be a ninth man. I think he's capable of being a ninth man. And I think he's a guy that throughout his career has always gone through ups and downs. His, his inconsistency is part of why he has never gotten like a big deal and never gotten a long-term contract because players, teams look at him and they're like, they see, they see the good and they see the bad. And it's like, how much, how much can we really count on this guy? Can we count on him to be a starter? No, probably not. But like, he's going to be fine. He's a vet. He's going to be good. He's going to help them win games. And I know tonight it didn't look good, but he's going to be better. Thank you, Alex. Hashu with another one. When OG and Randall running the second unit, when they're back, Bogey and Burks will look a lot better. Like, like you took the words out of my mouth. Um, yes. I think uh, Benji was too harsh on his critique. I mean, look, Benji's calling it like he sees it. And by the way, nobody likes Alec Burks better than, than Benji Ritholtz. And as far as Bogey, like, in fairness to Benji, you saw the 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 warts tonight with bogey and you know, and by the way 
You know who else saw the warts tonight with Bogey? It's Tibbs. Because on a night when you could argue, and this is a tough one because like what was more important down the stretch of that game, offense or defense, with how much Brunson was kind of gassed, you could at least make the argument that offense was more important. And But putting that aside, if you're going, so we went with Precious down the stretch over Bogey. After Precious had not had a good game. So I think like, like Tibbs, I think feels like, okay, this is not a guy that is maybe fully in my circle of trust yet. And he's right to feel that way because on the defensive end, it has not been great so far. Now I want to see bogey when he's in a, a better defensive ecosystem and B defending primarily against backups, because what is he going to be called to do in the playoffs? He's going to be called to play called upon to play, I don't know, 14 to 18 minutes a game, mostly against backups, like you're pointing out, in which um, he he should be able to survive those minutes defensively while giving you a a real spark on offense. They're asking him to, to give them a little bit more than he probably should be giving a team that's competing for home court advantage in the playoffs, but everybody's being asked to do more right now. So, Everybody's got to step up to the plate. And he wasn't bad tonight. I didn't think he was bad, but, you know, he was he was fine. Thanks, Hush. Andrew P. What's going on, Andrew? Let your players play. Grimes, Flynn, and more. So this is obviously a critique of, of Tibbs. Um, and it's a fair one. It's a fair one because this has been, I think, a criticism that has dogged him for his entire career in terms of having guys where you look at what they do in short stints, what you look at maybe flashes that they give and Thibodeau um, does not, he keeps a short leash. Now, what I will politely point out is I want someone, anyone to show me a player that Tibbs has had a, a, a shorter leash on that has gone on to do massive things elsewhere in the league. You know, what player has he held back to the point where they went on another team and all of a sudden it was this incredible revelation where, oh my God, I can't believe the Bulls or the Wolves or the Knicks had this guy and he was just like squirreled away. And like, I I haven't seen it. Maybe it happens with Grimes. We'll see. Um, That's number one. And number two is, and this I think is more to the point, the reason why the consensus opinion around the league is that no team, no coach will get more, will get more, more consistently out of his teams, at least during the regular season than Tom Thibodeau. And you won't find many people who would argue that point is because he, he cherishes every possession of every minute of every quarter of every half of every game. And that means if he does not trust that you're able to do the thing, he's going to let somebody else do the thing. And until you could prove that you do the thing, He's just he's 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 not going to trust you, and there's that's a gift and a curse. It's a gift in the fact that it keeps your ceiling high, but you could argue, as you are, Andrew, I think that it maybe lowers your. Or sorry, it keeps keeps the floor high. I hope I said it keeps the floor keeps the floor high, but does it lower the ceiling? You know, and I think that's a great that's a great question. I'm going to show my daughter just made a lovely picture, not made colored a lovely picture of Luigi. Very good job, Sess. From Isabel's coloring book, my other daughter's coloring book. Can you sign it? That would be lovely. Um, uh, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Important win. Couldn't agree more. That Quentin Crimes might be a good player. Yeah, he's good. He had Look, he had a big moment. Adrenaline was flowing. He's going to be... You know, I think the biggest question for me is, is he a starter on a good team? Is he a starter on a good team? And I, I... and if that sounds like, like ah, why? How can you be so skeptical of him? Like, okay, well, how many good teams are in there? Are there in the league in any given year? Ten, twelve, you know, technically fifteen, I guess. If you want to talk about teams that have more wins than losses, whatever. If he starts, he's going to be a starting two guard. So really, the question is: Is Quentin Grimes ever going to be one of the best? Let's say twelve to fifteen starting or twelve to fifteen two guards in the league. I don't know if I'm even after this was a really good game. 
I don't know if I'm quite there. Now, does that mean you, you sell them for a bag of beans? No. Did the Knicks, is it possible we look back at what the Knicks got in this trade and they're like, man, that's, you, you had to, you had to value that asset a little bit more than you did. Absolutely. It's possible. We'll see. Is Quentin Grimes going to be like a low end starter? Is he going to be a high end eighth man? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. He's a good player. Thanks, Dan. Hajju with another one. I'm going to miss uh, Grimes. You saw his potential here. Uh, yeah. I, look, he was a, a, I don't want to call him a great Nick. He did everything that was asked of him while he was here within reason. You know, 25th pick in the draft. What more can you get? What more can you want? Um, Stevens Guillaume, what's going on, Stevens? What the F was that last possession? <laughs> All three Nova Knicks with 20 plus points. Is that the first? I don't know if that's the first time that's happened. Maybe Andrew could look up. Thor's making faces here. Um, kudos to the Pistons. They have a bright future if they could get it together. Yeah, you know what? If I could just, and I, I'm, I'm going to try to choose my words carefully here. Um, I saw that. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a. It's a. I, I'm, uh, maybe I should read the whole thing. I'm going to read the whole thing. This is Monty Williams' quote after the game. Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And then enough's enough. We've done it the right way. We've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was no call. That's an abomination. So he's obviously focused on the DiVincenzo uh, steal. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is a good bit A to what we've been dealing with all season long and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big time game like that and there being a no call. It's ridiculous and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. I want a fair game and that was not fair. I am done. And then I believe he uh, walked off. Here's what I am going to say about that. Have some awareness. Have some awareness of the fact that I would think I, I would I would argue, and I don't think it's really a hard argument to make, that there is no most NBA observers, most people who watch this league to some serious degree, would argue that no coach has done more to hold his team back this season with his lineup decisions and rotation and all that sorts of things than Monty Williams. It's tough to be the worst of 30 coaches. And I think he has been the worst of 30 coaches by a comfortable margin. So for you to get up there and act like you, because it, it the, the wording there, I thought was, that was like, this has been building up the whole season and this and that, like, no, that's not why you're eight and, and 49, dude. Like, Take some ownership, and he has not taken one ounce of ownership that I've seen at least all season long. So forgive me, Monty. Once a Nick, always a Nick, Monty Williams, for not having all of the sympathy in the world for you uh, after what transpired last night. Thank you, Stevens. Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? Right now, they are a better team than the We Here squad. But post-OG Julius Randle injury, this has felt like a bizarro version where you swap Randle and Brunson with Brunson as a one-man offense, willing wins. Hashtag three seed. That's a... This is a... This is a great... Well, so three seed, I would not bet on a three seed right now. And that is more to do with the fact that I think the Cavs are very good and I think the Bucs are starting to put it together. Then... Any commentary on the Knicks? I think the Knicks are going to find a way to finish uh, with 50 wins one way or the other. <clears throat> I don't know if that's going to be enough. That's enough to get a three seed. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, as far as comparing this team to the We Here team, like a bizarro version of that. Man, I mean... The We Here team was a 500 team before they got Derrick Rose. I think the We Here team with Rose. Make sure I'm make sure I'm think twice before I say this. 
I think they're a little bit better than the version of the Knicks that we have right now with 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 no OG, no Julius, no Mitch. I think the the Derrick Rose we hear team is better that and and that is not a slight on Jalen Brunson who is playing out of his mind and for as much as Julius made second team all NBA this season, I think this version of Jalen Brunson is better than the best version of Julius that season. Um but as a team I think the Derrick Rose version of the We Here team, because they fit so well together. That team, man, that team, they knew exactly what they were doing every night. They knew, they knew, and, and they had a ceiling, but so does this team right now without their guys. So we'll see. Haitian Farag, what's going on, Haitian? Detroit came to play and thought they'd laid, they thought they'd lay down and they didn't. And we thought they'd laid down and we didn't. I'm gonna and they didn't. I'm gonna get back to that. We played with our food and lucked out in the end. Second unit disjointed without real attention grabber like Randall. He would have ate tonight. Oh, I mean, without Randall with Randall, I don't I mean, but you could say this about a lot of games, right? Without Randall, this is a, a different night, I think. Or with Randall, this is a different night. Where I'm gonna push back on you, Haitian, and it's it, you know it's rare because me and you agree like ninety-five percent of the time, if not more. I didn't. I thought the Knicks came out serious tonight. I mean, you want to tell me the the very opening of the game when they were down? I think they were down seventeen to ten. But like, the, I mean, the Pistons were making threes left and right. I I'll, I'll look. Maybe if I go back and rewatch it, I'll feel differently. I thought the Knicks' effort was good tonight. I thought they took this Pistons team seriously. I thought any. Any um, errors in execution on either end of the floor were was due far, far, far more to what the Pistons were doing and bringing to the table and the fact that they were putting pressure on the Knicks at both ends. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know if we're in disagreement here, but I just I, I mean, I just have to I'm, I'm not going to kill the Knicks tonight in any way, shape or form. For I, for I mean, look, they were two seconds away from losing this game, and they needed the benefit of a call probably to, to get the win. And yes, would the tone of this post game be very different if like the whistle blew or like Hart doesn't make that shot or whatever? Like, yeah, it would be a different tone, you know. But at the same time, like I, I don't, I, I can't forecast what I would do in that alternate universe. I think my tone would be more like, man. We could be in for a really tough next three weeks, as opposed to the Knicks should be ashamed of themselves for losing this game. I think that's that would have been my tone, but who knows? Thanks, Asian. Anthony Reedy, what's going on, Anthony? Credit to Tibbs for drawing up that absurdly complicated last play, just like we planned. Yeah, man. Um, Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. What can you say? Uh, Dom, what's going on, Dom Cappuccini? How you doing, brother? For those who needed to be reminded, this is why we have Josh Hart. I was kind of waiting for someone to give him his due. A win is a win, and I'll take it, especially with Indy losing. Um, so now I'll do the standings update. But first, some Josh Hart love. <clears throat> uh, I... I, I mean, you can't, you can't buy. Like, here's the thing: is Josh Hart work, worth his contract? Probably not. He's paid um, a lot of money <laughs> to 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 do a lot of things, and I don't need to say what they are because we, we, they were on display tonight. But like, considering the things that he doesn't do, he's paid a lot of money. Or he doesn't do consistently, you know. Shoot, basically, that's that's it. Shoot. Um, that said, in a league that just like to to, to use a name that I, I don't know if I'm I'm supposed to say this anymore, but like where you're not going to find the Charles Oakleys anymore, like those guys are gone. When you get a guy like this who gives you this sort of, um 
just spark and energy and effort and grit and all the things that Josh Hart does really almost all of the time. That is kind of worth its weight in gold. And it does, it can make a difference. And it did make a difference, obviously, tonight. But like when they have all the, again, I'll say it again, when they have all their pieces back, like it'll stick out even more. And it did stick out a lot last season. Now, can you overextend Josh Hart? Yes. Can you put him into a role where he's asked to do too much and it, it starts to be diminishing returns? Absolutely. But for what he's able to do and the rarity of having these sorts of players who could do those things and bring enough skill and ability to the table to make you feel like you're not just running out a, tw- a try-hard 12th man, like, there's a reason why like a lot of coaches would be dying to have this guy. Every coach in the league would, would love to have this guy. I mean, you heard Spo gush about him over the summer in the Olympics. Um, do a standings update in a second. Um, another another uh, little art project from my daughter here. A little, little ice pop. Um, what? Oh, Popsicle 6. Excuse me. I don't know why she decided to do the Pistons colors. That was an interesting choice. Going to have to talk to her about that later. Um, quick quote from Quentin Grimes per Fred Katz. Uh, I think everybody on the team, everybody in the country thought Asar got fouled on the loose ball. Game goes a totally different way. If he gets fouled and we get that call, but that's just how it is. Yeah, I don't think any, anybody in the country really gives a shit about this game. Uh, sorry, Quentin. Um, as far as the uh, NBA standings. So, yes, Indy lost and we won. So, if those, if Indy had won, against uh, Toronto, both nice games from uh, uh, RJ and and quickly. Let's just say Indy won and um, oh, Andrew, sorry, I'm I'm not reading the chat. There's another one from Dom. I'm going to finish the thought in a second. Another one from Dom. Oh, and kudos to the NBA for giving us the makeup home game. Best of luck to Quentin and Evan. Um, Not going to lie, I was a little proud of Quentin in the fourth. You should be. And also, don't forget Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn, some a big shot there in the fourth quarter. Um, I thought he played a really nice game. All three X next played uh, a nice game. Yes. Evil Dante. Thank you, Andrew. Um, and yes, thank you to the NBA for giving us this home game. Do they win this game? If it's in Detroit, eh, I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. Standings update. So had the Pacers won and had the Knicks lost, which two very feasible possibilities. Um, the Pacers would be sitting here a half game back of the Knicks. Um, as would the Sixers. So had the Knicks lost tonight and had the Pacers won, I know I'm talking about a universe that does not exist. The Knicks would be 11 and a half back. Sixers would be 12 back. Pacers would be 12 back. Instead, we got the win. Pacers got the loss. Knicks 10 and a half back. Two and a half back. Two back of Milwaukee. Three back of Cleveland. Keeping them in within reach. Two, uh, excuse me. One and a half game lead on the Sixers. That's important. And two and a half game lead on the Pacers. And if you're going even further down, three game lead now on Miami, who's playing tonight without a bunch of their guys in Sacramento. Remember, got to turn on that game. And uh, three game lead on the Magic in eighth. So, like, again, big picture wise, I know we're still thinking, a lot of people are still thinking three seed or, or maybe even two seed. Knicks lost this game tonight. They'd be two games ahead of eighth. Like, and again, the upcoming schedule, no picnic. This team has limitations right now. So every freaking win is important. Uh, and this certainly was. Okay. Dom the dentist. What's going on, Dom? Uh, 35 and 12 and one of the most unpleasant Brunson games I've watched ruined my workout. LOL. Yeah, it was a funny, it was a funky, funky, funky game from him. Um, no two ways about it. Uh, funky in the sense that like in, in, in one specific sense, he clearly felt the need to go to the three towards the end of the game. Um, he ended up taking Brunson did 11 threes in this game. I, I don't think he's attempted that many threes in a while. Um, and he's your closer. And like he did, listen, he, he had a couple baskets there in, in the, in the final minutes, big, big baskets in the final minutes where we thought they were going to be enough. And then the Pistons just wouldn't go away. 
you know, but also like we've gotten to the point and this is a testament to why Brunson, I would argue should be fifth in the, in the MVP, a lot of, you know, on it, everybody's MVP ballot is because we've gotten so spoiled. We've gotten so spoiled that when you need a big shot, you just, you expect him. He's going to make it always without fail. And so when he misses, it's like, Oh my God, what's, what's wrong. So, yeah. Brando, what's going on, Brando? Nova Knicks and um, Precious Achua Huge. Horrible from AB and Bogey. I, I, I'd i flip a little bit on that. I thought, yes, Precious Achua came up big in the end. I did not think it was his best game. Um, and I to say that Bogey was horrible, like to me, that screams of where I'm going to be hard on the new guys. Burks was bad. To say that. To the, this is a horrible game from Bogey. I think that's it's a little bit much, a little bit much. Dom the dentist with another one. Bogey and AB for Grimes, Flynn, and Fournier. Who says no? I I'm sticking with it, man. Um, I'm very excited about what Bogey's going to do when he's in his proper role, and I'm still excited about what Burks is going to do when he's in his proper role. Um, again, great game from Grimes tonight. Thrilled for him. Big, big for the Pistons to get a player like that in there. Uh, who's a who's a uh, what they needed? He's a shooter. Um, I'm excited to see how these guys look when everybody's back. Thank you, Dom. Freddie, what's going on, Freddie? Uh, Sixteen eighty-seven. The refs owed us one from the Rockets game at the end, so I'll take it. You and me both. Both hearts were big late. Yes. Again, the Hardenstein block. Um, I didn't look it up, but it felt like Hardenstein was had a number of offensive rebounds that were important too. Um, this game shouldn't have been uh, this close, though. Bring our guys back. Uh, you know, again, sh- like to say the game shouldn't have been this close. I don't. I don't know. Not pushing back against you, like I, like I, I do. I, I don't disagree, but like it also implies like the Knicks did something uh, uh, or didn't do something like they should have done or should have done. Like I thought, again, I thought they played well. Thanks, Freddie. 